You're listening to the Dive Bomb Podcast. G'day and welcome to episode 51 of the Dive Bomb Podcast. We're here with only a few races left in the 2022 season. The championships are wrapped up, but we still have a little bit of action. Maybe not the, the most exciting action, but a little bit of action to finish out the year. And definitely, as we've said in um, the past couple episodes, we have got some emotional uh, races with Sebastian Vettel and maybe Daniel Ricciardo's final races. So we've got lots to look forward to. And I'm here live in the flesh with my co-hosts for what feels like what feels like the around the 20th time. We've had a long year this year, um, but we're here with uh, Varun. We'll start with you. How's it yeah. going? Enjoying uh, your new pad. Got to plug that. The yeah. new digs. New or I guess new flat, as they would say new, over in the UK. New flat for the yeah. mates over here in for Canada. Yeah, you, the boys helped me uh, move on Sunday, which ended up, I had to watch the race afterwards, but um, we did all wa- end up watching it. And, you know, it wasn't the most exciting race, so I'm kind of all right with us not being together but i do want to say that now that the summer's over and i'll pass you right after this for your intro james but right now that the summer's over we gotta like at least try to get together we haven't watched a lot of races together this year obviously we went to the grand prix together but like we haven't been able to watch just because the weekends have been so busy we only have two races left we're gonna have to a rough start because i'm gonna be gone for the next one (laughs) so so abu dhabi boys abu dhabi calendars we we gotta get together to watch it'll be a morning race too so that one should be easier to get together for it what's uh this brazil is that a night uh, it'll be in the same time zone okay right right or same ish i don't know it's exact but and there. yeah so Thanks, james and i'll yeah. try to get together for brazil then and then um and then Mattel just scout note the uh, track limits for next year yes right. <laughs> that's <laughs> why we're did I'll you walk the circuit <laughs> i was gonna say did did you know that you're getting sent down there on dive bombs uh, project dive bombs dime yeah. uh, to scout out the, the, the track walk. that's a little hint hint for the dive bomb uh, crew we can uh, use a couple paychecks but Anyways, <laughs> well, James, though, thanks for, uh, obviously, for helping the boys, helping me move this weekend. Mm-hmm. And the new flop, mate, but um, what'd you, what was your thoughts on the weekend? Oh, yeah, the, the first 50 laps you just did. Literally, until Daniel crashed, which we'll get to, you, you could have just tuned in there. Yeah. And, but he, he brought, the, like, that performance is going to make me miss him. That's all I have to say. Hundred percent. You can you can put that almost as like the long word, worded title for this episode because like he's giving us something to talk about, which he hasn't done really since. Mom's something positive to year. talk about. Yeah, right? positive yeah. to talk about. Exactly. Yes. Like something different. So like I kind of I'm we're titling this episode you know um, maximum records to do with Max's records, but we could literally title it like something along the lines of like same old same old. It's been. The last few races have been a lot of really similar uh, storylines up and down the grid. And we had one, which James mentioned there, that was actually worth tuning in for. And that's Danny Rick. And then uh, other than that, like there wasn't too much different. But we're here. We're doing our we got to do our review. We're um, how to Max has made this year tough to really dramatize a lot of the races because he's just been so dominant. And that car has been so good ever since, you know the troubles they had in the first part of the year, but let's talk Mexico. Uh, obviously the, one of the coolest things about Mexico for me is like the atmosphere and having traveled to Mexico a couple mm-hmm. times, obviously I've never been to Mexico city, but just like 
the people there are so passionate about um about F1 and obviously about Checo and having his dad there as Rune mentioned yeah. last episode like is is uh, honestly really cool and the festival they put on there is absolutely epic. I would love to go to a race in Mexico oh, City. Yeah. I think it would be absolutely sweet and the stadium mm-hmm. is electric. Like oh, yeah. one of the coolest things. It reminds me of like the stadium in golf for the Phoenix Oh yeah, the, the 16th hole. Yeah, 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 the so 16th hole. Like, yeah, yeah, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, there's a U.S. golf tournament that has like a stadium section for one of the holes, so all the guys tee off, and they, they all tee off into a stadium, basically, and everyone cheers and stuff, so... It boos you if you miss the green. boos you if you miss the green, yeah, exactly. So, um, reminds me a lot of that, like, and there's not... There's pretty unique, like, it's that one spot on the track mm-hmm. where it's also a really tricky spot, like, technically, and... You can't tell me that they don't hear them whenever they're oh, yeah. kind of like making their way through that section, especially when Checo makes his way through there. Um, so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see just as, again, like as a spectacle for the sport. Um, and saw a little like budding bromance between Lewis's dad and, and Checo's yeah. dad. Do you see that photo of Lewis's no. dad like kissing him on the smooch cheek? Oh, really? Yeah. Big smooch. <laughs> it was, it was That's pretty awesome. Funny. I like that. Well, I mean, um, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's weird to say this, but like Lewis, Lewis's dad obviously has come from humble beginnings and Lewis came from humble beginnings. So to so see like Checo, that yeah. interaction, no, Checo was like, I'm pretty sure Checo's dad has like a lot of money. Oh really? And I that, think like, so. Oh sorry, Checo I was thinking of Esteban. Started, yeah, that was, yeah, that was when, Esteban. When Checo first started in F1, yeah, he was he, considered f- like a pay driver. Like oh, when yeah. he first started in Yeah, they, they, like he sent his son to Germany when he was like 13 years old. Yeah. To become I, I mixed him up with uh, Esteban. Yeah. And there were, Obviously there was a bunch of like sponsors involved yeah, and stuff like yeah. that as well. But yeah, I think there's a little bit of uh, pesos in the, yeah, yeah. in the Perez wallets. But I can mean, even tell just how he was dressed because Checo's dad is wearing the suit and then Lewis's dad is like, you know, well, obviously he's loaded now, but he's wearing the very working class outfit with the t-shirt tucked yeah. in the pants, yeah. tucked into the slacks, you know, just a proper lad. I feel like Checo's <laughs> dad is like lad. SpongeBob. Like he only has that one suit. I feel <laughs> like does. I've only ever seen him like, <laughs> he, it's just his good luck suit. He, yeah, yeah. He loves wearing it. Every time I've seen him, he's always wearing that same suit. Yeah. So. And then in the, in the victory photo they had for like Max and obviously both of them on the podium. Oh, so I think one of the Red Bull pit crew guys tried to put a sombrero on me. Just heated it. Yeah, I he's like, that. get that shit away from me. I saw it was that. all business, baby. Exactly. It, yeah, all business, but the emotion he shows and the things they cut to is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. we did say last episode we would have loved to see Checo pull off the win. There's Max is not giving up a win, especially. I mean, he's he's going through like the run of his life right now with his record breaking, as I mentioned, that's the title of the episode, record breaking. Um, 14th win of the, of the year, which if you were to ask me and you actually technically James, you did ask us in a pre preseason, um, you know, guessing Excel spreadsheet, like how many wins or how many different drivers would we see getting wins? And if we rewind back to the start of the year, the mindset we were all in was like, Oh, the racing's going to be so tight because of the new regs. Like there's no way we'll see someone. It looked like it was going to start that way too. It did look like that. And now like, it was fast forward and we got like 14 wins by one driver. We have the most points ever scored in a, in a single season by Max Verstappen now. So, um, again, a lot of it's like grain of salt, take it with a grain of salt because there's more races now, but at the same time, uh, you know, this, honestly, this has been really hard to write down talking points for this podcast lately, just because he's making the, it looks so easy. Like, flashback to spa when he like won from pretty much 14th. the back of the grid comfortably yeah uh so that's been you know a big story this year obviously but 
you can't take anything away from the records. I think it's something that's like really epic and something that uh, is a run of form that is, you know, you look at the last eight years with Mercedes or not eight years, but you know, the last four or five years of Mercedes dominance and we never, like he, he never broke these records. He never looked to break records like this, Lewis. Um, mm -hmm. And this is uh, pretty, pretty good to see. So one, um, one yeah. thing I want to say from Max's weekend that I don't know if you saw it cause you've probably been unpacking all your yeah. shit, but his stint on the mediums, every lap except for the one under the virtual, the two under the virtual safety car was in the one twenty twos. Every single lap he had from yeah. the first time, first one that he had to the very last lap, it was like 35 to 40 laps he had on the mediums, all 122s. Like, it's ridiculous. I saw a meme and it was like when Lewis pitted onto the hards, it was like he's gonna wait, he's gonna wait, wait, wait to make to see like when Max's mediums we'll are gonna fall, fall off. off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like waiting, and then the next cut, he's like waiting again, and just waiting forever. Like it's never, they never fell off. That's actually oh. really crazy in the one, like be that consistent on a set of tires when, um, you know, we've seen higher degradation a lot of times this year. We've seen one-stop races turn into two-stop races. Oh, yeah. You know, from last season, we didn't see a lot of races, you know, change. Obviously, the new tires this year, they've definitely had, um, you know, degradation issues. But the Red Bull seems to not really – that's mm -hmm. why they're doing so well, right? Like, these other all these other cars have this part in the race, for the most part, where – their pace just completely falls off. The Ferrari yeah. is a perfect example. Like they have, yeah. they have a really fast car, but they can't handle, they can't handle Choose the race because yeah. they can't handle the degradation. So, um, yeah, it's going to be something that like pe people way smarter than us three will be looking into. <laughs> and the, you know, these engineering, I would love to just be on a fly on the wall in these engineering rooms for these teams that aren't Red Bull, that obviously Red Bull is still going to be trying to be better, but like these teams that are really trying to be like crack the code of like yeah. well, how the hell are they so fast? Uh, it would be really really interesting to be in one of those uh, interviews. So I mean I still haven't got my call to be the pit guy at Ferrari, but maybe someday we'll be in one of those rooms. But um, yeah, at least you already got the outfit. You have the jacket, so yeah, exactly. You show up, they probably wouldn't even notice. Like knowing how incompetent they are, they <laughs> wouldn't a, even notice. Put a clown nose yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, then you're part fit, of the team. Fit right in for the. Crew. Although to be fair, they haven't really had any blunders lately. No. They've just been slower than yeah. most. Or maybe they have, and it just hasn't. It hasn't mattered. The race, yeah, yeah it hasn't mattered. <laughs> they're they were kind of in that like George Russell spot right now, where the people behind them are too far behind, and the people in front are too far in front. They're just yeah. like whatever we do doesn't really fucking matter because we're gonna finish here anyways. Exactly. So we usually talk about themes going kind of talking over the weekend, and it makes it a little easier because. This year's themes have been um, very, re very much reoccurring, and uh, what we see, what we saw this year, just moving into the weekend into Saturday Sunday, uh, was a little bit of a reoccurring theme that we've seen lately, and that is Red Bull being on pole with Mercedes not far behind, and then Ferrari being not really scary. Like obviously we had Carlos on pole last race, but. They're, they're just not really a worry to anyone when it comes to Sundays. So um, that trend did continue for Saturday. We had Max on pole. He was the only driver out of all of the qualifying runs to get into the 117s. Uh, everyone else was in the 118s and higher. So we had Max and then the two Mercedes to follow. So for me, like, it goes to show 
how much of a leap the Mercedes has taken this year, especially on this kind of a pace. Like, obviously, this track is lot like they have the one straight but there's a lot of technical sections in the middle where the mercedes can make up time and just to say like that they're both up there with max and splitting the red bulls um it just really goes to show because that car was so bad at the beginning of this season like remember lewis got yeah. eliminated q q1, q1. Yeah. in uh, jetta i think it was i think it was jetta yeah um and just like to say now that he's like consistently like even nobody really has a sniff at max right now but they kind of do have a sniff if max makes a mistake like they're going to be there to win the race so um and the fact that they're finishing in front of checo or qualifying in front of checo mm-hmm. when checo actually had a good run of form of qualities this year as well so um we'll go up and down the grid too much but we had a couple uh, other surprises that were pretty nice to see valtteri qualifying in the top six for the first time feels like since like barring first that. race yeah. yeah or like uh one of the one of i think he had a run of form where he was like that car was actually yeah. nice and i feel like they just like forgot to like make new parts for it <laughs> they just like left it and we're like yeah it's pretty nice like we'll just, <laughs> we'll just drive the whole year like this um but they did bring an upgrade to you to coda i believe so then they they have a little bit they're kind of back up there and valtteri's always been a pretty good at one thing as well with valtteri he's still in the top 10 in points that's really crazy. for drivers. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, and I feel like he hasn't really scored a lot. That's of points what I mean. Lately. So the show it goes to show oh, yeah, how it's just very top heavy. The points. Yeah. yeah, how good the start of the year was as well. Yeah, for, exactly. uh, for Valtteri, but yeah, um, yeah. So him being up there in the top six too. If you were to look at like obviously look at the top six, the quality or top seven, the quality. He's the only other one. He's the only one outside of a Ferrari, a Red Bull, or a Merc that was in that top seven. So pretty nice. He he out qualified Charles as well, which is pretty. Pretty good for him. Damn, man. Um, and then we had similar stories m- making our way down the grid with McLaren and Alpine being very close. And nice to see Danny Rick um, up there in P11 for the uh, for qualies. And then followed by the usual candidates, the Towries, the Haases, uh, the Astons, who did not continue their form of qualies from Coda, and the two Williams, who've been pretty mediocre for the last little bit here other than having good straight line pace they pretty much have nothing else but um yeah so we're set up for the race really like again we i didn't get to watch it live but what i was looking for when i didn't i purposely like didn't look at my phone or anything to see uh what had happened but i was looking for like hope again just at this point i want to see like a mercedes win like i just want to see somebody win uh not that like not again not to take anything away from max but like i would love to see a different um different a winner for the last few races here and the way that the Mercs you know really came on this year I was hoping that they'd be able to challenge at least uh, but didn't really happen no. <laughs> lap one Max gets a nice getaway and um, it's been a very like Max-esque race um, again we mentioned the records that he broke I think it's awesome to see and um you know, hopefully it doesn't happen every year like this because I'd be a little, little bored. Yeah. But um, I feel like just be a repeat of Mercedes of the last eight years, but in different colors. Yeah, and only one guy. Like I feel well, like that's what. I guess they had Nico for a year. Yeah. But. I mean, I fe- I don't know. For some reason, I felt like maybe it was because we were newer to the sport, but like I felt like when we were watching Lewis Lewis's domination, the tail end of Lewis's domination. I felt like I always thought that, like, Valtteri had a chance, but he, I guess when you look at it, like, Perez is kind of in the same boat. Like, Valtteri's, Lewis, Valtteri's like, end of his time with Mercedes was pretty rough, but I remember when we started watching, he yeah. was, he was like, I mean, Lewis was clearly better, but he, Valtteri, like, held his own, I remember. Yeah. 
He, I, I remember I picked him uh, in Russia, I think it was. Yeah, year. Russia. And he ran, he won by like 18 seconds. I yeah. remember that race. Yeah. I think the first full season of F1 we watched, I picked him to win the first race and he did. I oh, can't remember which yeah. race it was. Yeah, so. I mean, he wasn't like a. It wasn't like a. Oh, it was um, Austria. Austria. Oh, sh- Yes. Austria. Yeah. It was the COVID year. Yeah, yeah. when they yeah, yeah. raced there twice. So and Lando got that little cheeky uh, P3 first when, points. Yeah, when Lewis got the, the penalty against Alvin. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Again. But anyways, yeah, so like, I, I it's probably not that much different at the end of the day. Like, I still think we, when we look back at this, we're probably going to say like, oh, well, Checo had a chance, but he just didn't, you know, he just didn't win the races because Max is clearly better. Just like, you know, Lewis is clearly better than Valtteri when they were in Merck. But um yeah i mean i love doing this podcast because for me like we can look back at this in a year's time when we might have a very different driver's standing we might have a different driver's champion we might have a different yeah, maybe uh, that 10 percent reduction in air tunnel time might do something yeah <laughs> yeah a little slap <laughs> maybe max will just boycott every broadcaster to the point where they have to kick him out of the sport <laughs> get someone else they're like man we can't even film you anymore yeah, I'll, I'll support him with his many helmets till he dies <laughs> he doesn't uh, you watch him in Formula E mate he's, <laughs> he's, he's on uh, he's like if uh, I haven't told you guys this yet but like Max will turn into like an F1 manager when you sign someone that's not a current driver so like I yeah. signed Piastri he mm. doesn't have like himself <laughs> yeah. graphic into the game. Okay, yeah. So yeah. he's just like he walks everywhere with his helmet on the whole yeah. time. So I mean, Max, <laughs> like Max will just always have his helmet. He'll on. be like on or on, on like fantasy hockey when you have a new player who doesn't have a headshot. Mm-hmm. So he's just a silhouette. That'll be Max. Yeah, yeah. He just won't have silhouette. any quotes. So he'll have to read about him in the newspaper or something. Yeah, <laughs> and no, no radio messages either. No. Just, <laughs> it's just all censored. Yeah. Just beep. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, interesting to see again, like next year at this time, what do we, we, you know, for me right now, I can't see this ending because Red Bull is so daunted. They're so far ahead right now in the race for development. And they're a team that has proven to be, you know, winners in the past. And for them, essentially, they'd have to make a mistake or really take their foot off the gas to not be ahead next year because mm. they're already ahead in the development race here. Um, obviously, you know, barring some um, change technically from another team that really, really hits the ball out of the park, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, I can't see this really changing. It, it looks like it's we're in for like a Sebastian Vettel type era of Max Verstappen. Uh and, you know, who knows what kind of records we're going to see. But, again, we could look back at this in a year and be like, oh, yeah, it looked like that then, but little did you know. <laughs> it could be more like a Fernando Alonso instead of a Sebastian Vettel, just a two, two and done. Yeah, so it could be – yeah, you never know. It's just, like, so hard to even picture it. But the only difference right with that is, though, Max is locked in until 2028, where Fernando jumped around and just mm-hmm. got yeah. second or third. Well, the, Every the, year. I feel like the climate was different too, like for the teams. When, when it comes to F1 now. Sure, I understand. Oh, my oh, Siri doesn't Thanks, Siri. Siri wanted to join as our third listening. co-host. She was listening to the podcast. But, um, like, I feel like more drivers, that, especially young like Max, you if you're a team, like, you're committing them for multi-year deals. Whereas yeah. before, I feel like there was more competitive teams that could win titles where it's like, he, like Fernando was jumping around, well, like imagine, chasing titles. And yeah, stuff. imagine like mm-hmm. Lewis switching from McLaren when they were like yeah. dominant, and that was like obviously part of Nicky Lauda. Like, uh, imagine if we had the podcast then, like when that. Oh happened. my god! Yeah, like that is legitimately looking back like one of the craziest moves yeah. in F one in F one, if not like 
motorsport history that he did that, and then they were bottom feeders. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like literally. Uh, wasn't it like Nicky Lauda was the one that convinced him yeah. to go? And he was, because he was with, uh... He was like yeah. a sporting advisor or For something. Mercedes. Yes. Yeah. And Mercedes back then was like a no-name team. They'd just come in, so... Yeah, there was a good interview. That. There was a good interview about that, like, with Nicky and, uh... It's also in his book that James and I read, but... Mm-hmm. Talking about, like, literally he, like... I mean, you... Nicky's obviously a legend, so Lewis really respected his opinion, but... He could see like the fire in Lewis's eyes when he like told him about the opportunity and really like said we if you join us we we could do great things so they definitely did um, and yeah so Dynasty those and who knows what are we what are we seeing now are we seeing another Red Bull version of it um, certainly looks like it now but when we talk about the race itself there's not really much more to say when it comes to Max's race like he obviously had to uh, get the strategy right and also um, deal with the the, the safety cars that have happened, but realistically, never in doubt, he was um, pretty dominant as we've seen this season. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the battle at the top. So up and down the grid, we had a lot of similar stories. The one thing that I will mention, just because I mentioned Valtteri qualifying in the top six, is really early on in the race, we saw like obviously he slipped down on race pace. And for the first time in what felt like a long time, we had the top six drivers running in the race as the three fastest cars. Yes. Like the three fastest yeah. teams. Yeah. Like, we hadn't seen that in a long, long time where, first of all, because most of the time one of them wrecks out or something happens, but uh, cough, cough, Carlos, I love you, but it's happened a lot this season. Um, but he, but they had the six uh, f- fastest cars or three fastest teams at the top. Which was pretty interesting to see. Obviously, unfortunately, Ferrari looked like Ferrari circa 2020, not <laughs> 2021. Maybe they were a little quicker, like, battling. They literally looked like the best of the rest midfield team yeah, yeah. in this race. Like, not even any, anywhere close to uh, these the, the top two. And, actually, even the, the difference between Merck and Red Bull was crazy. But, um, it to, to me, it was, like, evident... And I can't remember what race it was last year where they, I think it was, might've been France, but they're, they just, they're, they couldn't get their tires in the right window and they were just never, ever competitive. They were just sitting there in an Island. So that's what I definitely saw this weekend from them. Um, so a lot of, a lot of tough storylines when it comes to like the competition at the top of the grid, but just not what we'd expect. But do you want to go back to Danny Rick? Cause we got to talk about his race. Um, James said you probably could have tuned into this race like 50 laps in and had a good time watching and he uh, ends up pitting pitting on a really good strategy they nailed their strategy Uh, he pits for some soft tires later which gave him a super nice pace delta to be able to over make some overtakes and you do need a pretty large pace delta to make overtakes and takes in Mexico Um, and he did have that with the tire the tire difference on he was overtaking a lot of guys around hards and old mediums that were degraded. So, uh, but you did mention that, la- I think it was, what was it, lap 52 or something when he had that incident with Yuki? Yeah. Absolutely punts Yuki off the track. Ten it's a 10-second penalty. time penalty. Penalty. And then we see one of the best drives we've ever seen for a midfield driver this season. Yeah. To pull clear of Ocon in the Alpine 
to make overtakes on um, Valtteri. Valtteri, I believe Lando as well. They there was team they orders. Team yeah, orders they let him yeah. just slip through. I but figured like, it would be. As soon as they made that call, he just went off and then covered the ten second penalty over Ocon. Like Fourteen seconds yeah. later or something. So, um, absolutely awesome driver of the day. You know, might be the the actually. I I'm not even say might. I can probably you know I can guarantee you that that is the best drive we'll see for the next couple. Like obviously we're not gonna see much more of him. Like that might be his best drive that we ever see depending on what his career ends up being like that might be his kind of best drive last drive that we see that's really good kind of like what we saw in Vettel and Coda there like that was an epic drive by him so chalk that up there on his highlights hopefully it's not like obviously the last that we see of him competitively in Formula One but um, definitely a great drive made the race like really actually worth watching the ending was actually good because of him that's it yeah, for sure. Um, the other battle I want to mention, I think it was lap 51, uh, was there was a battle. It didn't mean anything, but it was a really cool racing um, between Zhou, Vettel, and oh, Gasly. Yeah. And the, the it happened because Gasly did a really nice overtake on Vettel. Mm. Um, and the, the overtake was, like, one of the best I've seen this year. It was ballsy. It was super ballsy. He, like did the dummy where he uh, Vettel moved one way and then Gasly moved and then dummy and went the other way. Um, super, super nice overtake. So I want to mention that one too. Obviously it sucks that it wasn't really for any points or anything, but um, <clears throat> definitely good to see some nice driving with these new cars. And we've seen it like the closest racing we've seen this year has really been from like P10 to like P18. Yeah. Like yeah. we've seen a really a lot of really cool racing in the, in that uh that area. So I mean if you're if you're a young driver like that's good. You're getting lots of wheel to wheel wheel to wheel experience yeah. in the midfield. Uh but yeah, so I want to mention that one and and uh seemed it was really fair racing as well. Um that was actually after Gasly had taken a penalty for running Lance Stroll wide. Um, but he ends up obviously, so a little bit of a theme guys that took the penalties ended up, uh, having some nice overtakes. So him and Ricardo, I want to mention, um, and then the last real note that I have is just watching, um, the battle for that last podium spot. So on lap one, we saw Lewis and George get a nice getaway and then Checo had to make an overtake on track, makes an overtake. And ends up uh, past George and um, ends up having to, I think he had a, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but like he had a pit stop, a slow pit stop. Yeah, he had a slow pit stop and then he had to catch up and he almost got P2 again. Was, or was that, that was last year, wasn't it? I can't remember. No, he was, he was, three, he finished three seconds behind Lewis, but I feel like he should have got P2 with his pace this, yeah. this weekend here. Yeah, uh, I don't think okay. he had a slow pit stop. I just, oh, okay. I, yeah, Maybe I just think Lewis was. It was, uh, who was it at the slow pit stop? It was, or maybe it was George that fell behind him because of close. So, anyways, um, he he did have to work for it, and I think I'm mixing it up that last year he was closer to P two than this year, but um, still Mexican on the podium. That was the yep. main part of that. He, um, you know, obviously their car is really good, but he did do a really nice drive to be able to um, fend off the the Mercs from getting the podium and um, it was a lot it, I that's the contrast for sure last year 
he was like super close to Lewis on the last few laps, getting P2. This year it wasn't as close, but still gets a podium. Um, then we're followed up by the, the Ferrari Island. <laughs> Fifth and sixth were just absolutely just the only two cars that weren't lapped other than the other finishers, but they were just like right on their island there. So, um, and the rest of the grid, pretty much same old story. The only same old story, even down to this, to the point where Fernando Alonso DNFs mechanically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talk about ongoing storylines of this season. Like absolutely crazy. I can see why he jumped all over the Aston Martin thing. Uh, I feel like Aston Martin hasn't really had any like, Issues other than their car being slow as fuck. Also, why, yeah. is it, like, why is it always Fernando's car? I was going to say, yeah. like, I was telling James, I was like, I wonder if he's just, like, too old and he's just, like, pressing the wrong button. He's just yeah. terrible or something. He's just, oh, I swear I didn't press anything. And it's like, his, his engineer's like, are you sure you didn't press it? And it's like, no, I swear I didn't press it. It's like he helped my dad with his iPhone. <laughs> Turn it off and on again. Yeah. The self-destruct button. On Seriously. The, the Renault self-destruct button. And, um... I was going to say they're both Renault engines as well, but I'm pretty sure the McLaren was a Honda engine back in the day. But yeah, it could be the common denominator. If we if he goes to Aston <clears throat> next season and Aston starts having issues, yeah. we know it's It's, 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 it's uh, Metallic theory. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They need Fernando. to just give him his uh, his steering wheel back from like the 2000s and just make sure it's, <laughs> it's Fernando-proof. And make sure his helmet's equipped for reading glasses, yeah. prescription the on the visor. Give bifocals. Bifocals. So we've got two more rounds to go. That all that being said, another max dub. Um, obviously, they've already wrapped up the titles, but we've got two more rounds to go. For hopefully, we get some a little bit of drama. I know Lewis loves racing in Brazil. We'll see mm-hmm. how their car does. I know it has like a long straight as well, so it might be tough for him unless he has the rigs of the season to be able to pull it out. He did it last year in Brazil, but that car was way better than this car that he's driving now in a straight line. So, uh, and they also had that whole thing last year with like the flimsy rear wing that mm-hmm. then they all of a sudden were a rocket ship in a straight line. So I don't know if the Mercedes will be pulling anything magical this season, but we let's hope we see some more magic. It was nice to see Danny Rick's really nice race. We'll hopefully we'll have some more storylines to talk about in the next Final two se- uh, rounds of this season. It's crazy. I feel like this season's flown by. Uh, but we've got mm-hmm. Brazil and then Abu Dhabi left. Brazil's a really fun place. Another place that loves its F1. So um, what are you guys thinking for Brazil? Just something crazy. We got to we gotta, we gotta, um, manifest um, something crazy. I don't know. Maybe... Uh... Maybe a podium outside of Daniel Ricardo. I was gonna say Daniel, Daniel Rick podium. podium. Yeah. Podium. Damn. I was gonna say podium. McLaren as a whole to give it like a little more chance, but I love that. Um, Daniel Rick podium. Who else is a likes Brazil? I know uh, Gasly had his first podium in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Don't think that's gonna happen though. I'll go for a Carlos W in Brazil. Carlos W. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had good. He, he's had a quiet year, so I think. A, a W in Brazil would be... Yeah, I feel like this track should be a little bit more suited to to their car as well. So we'll see. Um, I'll go with the Carlos stuff, hopefully. If not, then like I've been saying this whole episode, I would not mind seeing Lewis take a win this year. But... Um, yeah, especially in Brazil where they love him, so... Yeah, exactly. And so, then I feel like, like Carlos would have preferred... Hmm? 
I think Lewis is an honorary citizen there. Yeah, I, th- I think ever since he did, like, that Senna, like, he got a Senna the helmet. The tribute helmet, yeah. Yeah, which is also, I think, I don't know, like, I don't know the intricacies of, like, the Portuguese and Spanish, like, relationship, but I feel like that's also why he gets a lot of hate in Mexico. Is, do you think there's, Could like, be. cultural, because it's, like, the Portuguese, because he gets all the love from the Portuguese? Does he get hate in Spain? I don't, I don't think so. I feel like it's more just like that because Checo's in Red Bull. That Maybe, yeah. That, that could be, also be it. That would but, be yeah, why. I don't know. I'm not the fans of this sport are definitely never cease to amaze you with how much crazy shit is yeah. said and stuff. But but I think the, the reason the Brazilians love him is because of the Senna. His love yeah, of Senna. I 100%. Agree. And he was and he like was, the new age kind of like. Right, and he started with McLaren, got the Senna helmet. Because he got the Senna helmet when he was with Mercedes, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes. obviously. What's the, what's the prediction, though? Let's 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 uh, predict our podiums then. Our ideal podium. So for Aaron, are you going ideal podium top yeah. three? Okay, yeah. uh, Carlos. Uh, I don't. I feel like Max has to DNF to not win. So yeah. I'll go Carlos, Charles, and Lewis. I'll go Lewis, Danny, Rick, Carlos. Lewis, Danny, Rick, second. Yeah. Woo! I just want. I mean, we're talking about ideal here. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but. I just think a nice P2 to finish it out. Or even, I guess if we're going ideal, I'll say give Danny Rick the win and then Lewis the P2. I don't know. Save, save the Danny Rick win for Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to shove it in McLaren's face. Yeah. And Lando. All of F1's face. Jesus. Yeah, honestly. Do, yeah. do it would be, no, the shove it in F1's face would be, uh, would be uh, Mick Schumacher um, and. Yep. Nicholas Latifi. Nicholas well, we, Latifi. And <laughs> we gotta have a Danny Rick podium somewhere where it's not he won't be drinking rose water for his shoe. Yes, yeah, yeah, it needs to be Brazil. It yeah, needs to be Brazil. Brazil. I agree. Yeah, because it's not like I mean I guess it is the final race of the season, but yeah. like I mean I'm more excited to watch Brazil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Abu Dhabi's not a grand finale like it was last year. It's just an F finale. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> eh? The 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 difference from yeah. last year. Latifi is not here anymore. Exactly, Latifi's <laughs> gonna have so much less pressure on him this race too. He's, imagine if it was another title fight coming down to the end. Latifi would be like, "I'm just gonna sit this one out." <laughs> but, uh, DeVries. DeVries back in yeah. gets oh my appendix gets a podium. Yeah, it's going through the garage here. At yeah, and James, you got your top three uh, predictions or what I want? Ideal podium. Ideal podium. Ideal podium, sure. Be uh, Danny Rick, Lando, uh, Fernando Alonso. Okay. Fernando Alonso. Fernando has won this year, I think? No. Yeah. That was last year. Yeah, I don't think he does. Oh, yeah, won this year. I don't know. I'm mixing up the years. But, yeah, he doesn't... He hasn't done his Egyptian celly coming up to the podium. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was uh, Vettel. Oh, that's right. He did the, like, the monkey arms. There was monkey arms. The, The Alonso at Renault had some... Funky sellies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he said some funky looks. Remember him in like the Oakley, like the yes. Oakley style sunglasses. Yes. The, that was also just like a classic two thousands look, but it, yeah. it looked very funny. It was very cool at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would love to see Fernando actually get up there again. I like Fernando. He's fiery. Doesn't care what he says. Oh, he's so good too. He's uh. It's like forty two years old. He's better than probably most of the drivers on the grid. It's insane. Yeah. For sure. Um, one one thing just to close off. I uh, heard an interview last week that Lewis is hungry. He continues to be hungry. <laughs> he is it? He's uh, he wants some. Eat his dinner he yet hasn't eaten what? his dinner yet. <laughs> it's because man he, hasn't eaten meat in how many years? Yeah, days of protein. Um, but he will most likely be signing a multi-year deal with Mercedes. Oh, so um, very exciting that we'll have him still around and mm-hmm. chasing his eighth title. So. 
um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a better sport with Lewis in, in my opinion. So, um, keep, keep cool to see that he's committed to it. Cause you know, there's always talk every year. I feel like with like, Oh, one more year, one more year. Yeah. Is this it? So it's like yeah, a Tom Brady type. To, of, yeah. Compared to last year where it was like completely unclear whether he's going to come back this year. And mm-hmm. now, so talk of a multi-year deal. He, I, I guess like, he had to lose to get a little yeah. more fire. Eh? Oh yeah. Like, that's what I was just about to say. Maybe it was just seeing another team on the top step all the time wants him to he's like this is what it was like hmm. yeah i don't like this or like one more step please i don't like this <laughs> i don't like these p2 and p3s but um let's see what they can do in brazil at we will talk to you we got two more episodes of this season it's been a heck of a year and we will talk to you in brazil ciao